0: Hello, welcome to Lazada Insider, featuring knowledge that makes a difference. We share trusted insights, forward-looking perspectives, and exclusive expert interviews to keep you ahead of the curve. Two years after the
1: pandemic started, Southeast Asia is beginning to recover. Although the pace remains uneven and sensitive to the volatile path of the pandemic, when it comes to digital commerce. We are seeing brands and sellers remain bullish about their business outlook according to our latest Digital Commerce Confidence Index. Together with Tekin, we are going to deep dive into some of these opportunities and potential headwinds that businesses need to watch out for. Tekin is the Executive Director in Global Economics and Market Research for UOB. He has more than 10 years of experience in macroeconomics and equity research. Hi Tekin, welcome and thank you for joining us
0: today. Thank you, Chen. Really good to be here again with, uh, with you. You know, talking about these topics that would affect uh, businesses and consumers. Cool.
1: First of all, I would like to know what is your point of view of the
0: overall macroeconomic situations in Southeast Asia. Okay, thank. Uh, that's a very important. Uh, that's a very important question, uh, Chen. Uh, we, as a business, and also as a consumer, we want to pay attention to what is happening around us. So uh, for uh, Southeast Asia and for the world, for the matter, I think this year is uh, looking, should be looking still positive. Like what you said just now, after two years of pandemic, I think in 2022, I think overall the situation should look positive, as long as the US uh, economic expansion continues. I will just uh, show you some some numbers, maybe that will give you some uh, idea what we are talking about. Right, for example, uh, this is what you are seeing on the screen is the U.S. Uh, economic expansion. So, because U.S. is the largest economy in the world, if it's in recession, most parts of the world will be in recession. So, in this case here, um, if you look at the chart here, the U.S. expansion has been going on for the for the past twenty-two months and still going. On average, on average, the U.S. expansion cycle lasts for about. months That means roughly about 4 years Right, so right now we still have some room to move before we hit the average mark And then the longest US uh, expansion cycle is actually at the top 128 months More than 10 years So if we are lucky we could get past the average of 4 over years and maybe even longer So as long as this story stays As long as expansion continues I think for most parts of the world we should be looking uh, positive For example um what i have here on the screen you can take a look at the numbers all the numbers are uh, the chart uh, on the left hand side the charts on the left hand side are the pandemic year 2020 everybody else i think all most of the countries are all in negative so 2021 rebounded and now 2022 most of the numbers are actually in the positive column so this year you should be looking fine in this case. So in terms of business opportunities, there will still be plenty of business opportunities out there Chen.
1: Thank you, thanks for sharing that with us. Of course now we shift the gear to inflation. This is one of the hot topics nowadays. So from your point of view, how the inflation is going to unfold in Southeast Asia and most importantly, what are the implications to consumer
0: demands and businesses? Right. Okay, I think inflation is very uh, is a very important topic also, Chen. I think you brought up you brought up an issue that I think businesses should really consider. Uh, this inflation um, uh, situation means that the prices uh, are going up, and they've been going up very strongly. For example, I can show you the um, um, the chart here for the U.S. Just for example, because everybody else is every country is facing the similar uh, problem. Okay, um, this numbers show you um, in the U.S. Take a look at the U.S. chart uh. The U.S. inflation is now more than 40 years uh, 40 years uh, uh, record high 40 years You know, it means the last time they saw this number 7% inflation in December was 40 years ago And the numbers have been going up since the middle of uh, 2021 Okay, so uh, this inflation, the consumer prices going up So for businesses, for businesses, why should they be concerned? They should be concerned because that would have impact on their uh, cost of running the business because energy prices go up right electricity prices go up uh, some of the situation is that the workers shortages wages will go up right? so uh, inventory costs go up and the other thing that is related to inflation is your interest cost so when you have inflation situation like this look at the chart here the inflation situation like this the central bank uh, will have to react. The central bank react by doing something called uh, raising interest rates. Okay, for example, in the in the chart here, you will see that um, these are uh, US. We are expecting at least the interest rate to go up three times this year. So by end of the year, the US interest rate, uh, the policy interest rate we call that, will be more than one, will be at 1% or could be even more. For places like Singapore, our a lending, uh, the, the lending rates, uh, we call it the uh, interbank lending rate or CYBOR or saw By the end of the year, it will be from 4.4% or so to more than 1% Okay, so the same situation will be for Malaysia, for Philippines, for Indonesia and even for Thailand That means the interest costs uh, will go up So not just, the, not just the wages going up for businesses, not just the materials, electricity prices going up at the same time, uh, the financing costs for businesses, you know, you need to borrow money from the bank, the interest costs go up. So the, the companies, the businesses, they need to manage this cost very carefully. So from inflation, right? you look at the newspaper or on the web uh, news, they say that inflation going up, but the impact uh, will be on businesses and also customers as well, consumers. Because the consumers will be looking at, oh, uh, things are getting more expensive. Uh, the mortgages that I have, the mortgage that I have, interest rate go up, more expensive. So I may have to uh, maybe cut back on something. I maybe want to buy less of this or less of that or more of this, more of that, right? So there will be some adjustments. So businesses, not just they have to manage their own uh, costs, they also need to uh, con- anticipate customers' uh, reaction to higher interest rates, right? Higher inflation, uh, consumer prices. So these are the implications. And later we'll probably have to talk about uh, Singapore has its own set of additional issue as well. We'll leave it to uh, later if you want. Sure. Thanks for the insight. Of course, we know that the pandemic
1: has changed a lot of things, including consumers' behaviour, consumers' attitude as well. So in the past two years, we have seen there is a strong pickup in terms of consumer electronics. We see that there is online grocery, etc. So from your point of view, what are some of the key opportunities that appear? Year in Southeast Asia? In Southeast Asia,
0: mm. in Southeast Asia um, that's a very um, 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 opportune time for um, uh, businesses, right? Because, uh, especially for the online uh, type of uh, businesses, because uh, one of the things about Southeast Asia is that the population is large, 700 million or so of them, and also young. So, they are also very digital savvy. So, uh, in, in terms of uh, uh, we, when we look at the size of the market, it's large, 700 million, 600, 700 million people. Right? Singapore is 5.6 million people. Right? So in terms of market size, very large. So one of the things that, uh, one of the developments is of course the digital economy we talk about. Right? So for, uh, for Southeast Asia, um, there's a report, you might have seen it, or a couple of reports already for the past few years on, from uh, Google, talking about the size of the market of digital economy. Um, this uh, size, as I show you on the screen here, uh, you can see some of the numbers. Okay, For example, uh, the increase in um, internet users. Uh, the increase in internet users from 400 million, expected, uh, 400 million in 2020 increased to 440 million. In Southeast Asia, you have 700 million people, so 4 over 7. This is more than two-thirds of the people actually looking at um, uh, very savvy users of the internet. Okay, so that is the kind of increase that we are talking about, and then the future as well, right, 350 million of um, these uh, Southeast Asia internet users. And of course, if you look at the size of the market, right, the size of the market, these um, customers using the internet services, digital uh, e-commerce type of services. On the screen here, you can see that about 70% uh, across 50% of these uh, customers, they are using uh, these uh, internet uh, uh, various types of internet uh, services, for example, e commerce, transport, you know, you book your uh, uh, cab and things like that. So, then, um, how about in the future? How big is this market in Southeast Asia? So, here in Singapore, oh, short term, you or even in the local, uh, various uh, local countries, you think about, oh, I'm going to face the inflation uh, situation, interest rate going up, right? The cost going up, the consumer's behavior may also change. But if you look across, uh, Beyond your local context, beyond the local borders, uh, for example, in in, in Singapore, if you look beyond that, look bigger, then you can see that uh, the size of the market, um, according to to this uh, Google report, in um, 2021 is worth about 174 billion US dollars in terms of size. By 2025, a few years later, it's 363 billion. Okay, and then Another few more years, five years later, 2020, is 700 billion to 1 trillion US dollars. How much is 1 trillion US dollars? It's roughly about the size of India. This is just an e-commerce or internet or digital economy size, right? So we are talking about the size of India in Southeast Asia. So there is uh, plenty of opportunities. While we worry about cost, we should think about it. We need to manage that. We need to calibrate you know, uh, in terms of uh, how efficient we are going to be we manage our inventories properly and things like that but we also want to look for opportunities Right? where are the opportunities we are talking about in Southeast Asia the market size is already very huge One about one India in a few years time right? so that is the kind of uh, opportunities that we should be also consider rather than just oh, worry about my cost right? what are the opportunities where are we going to get more revenue and more business and more customers,
1: Chen. Sure, uh, thanks for highlighting the opportunities. I think are definitely in the right industry. <laughs> Apart from the opportunities, I think it's also equally important for the businesses to manage their risks. So what are some of the potential
0: headwinds that the businesses might encounter this year? Mm, right, so um, in terms of risk, right? or you look at opportunities, Chen you you're right, you know, we need to also think about what are the potential risks that we are will be facing. Um, I don't want to talk about pandemic anymore. I think people are, are tired of it. Of course, we are all ready. You know, if anything hits again, another variant, we should be we should be watching out for this. But we should be able to manage it. So I don't want to worry too much about. I don't want you to worry too much about the pandemic situation or new variants. But other than that, I think we need to um, uh, watch out for um, these uh, business costs going up. We still have to manage that. Okay, the inventory costs, the shipping costs. Uh, going up sometimes the uh, goods cannot arrive on time we cannot deliver to the customers on time so we need to manage that and also anticipate how to diversify my supplies if something happens and the other thing of course we uh, talked about it earlier the interest interest rate increases we need to be prepared for interest rate to go up uh, and also could be more than we expect so we need to manage that part so for those companies that borrow money to fund their operations. So they really need to manage the interest rate costs very carefully. Okay, so uh, the other thing is um, all these are energy prices will continue to uh, could likely to go up this year. So we need to manage that. You run your operations, um, you know, you have a staff cost and then you have the energy costs and things like that that you need to manage. So these are the risks that we need to monitor. And in addition to, uh, to all this in Singapore, especially for our Singapore-based uh, uh, cus- uh, businesses and also customers, we need to watch out for another thing, which is um, the. the uh, I think the government has talked about it. That is your GST increase, right? The GST increase um, it is uh, quite real. I think this year could be ha- could be happening this year in July from seven percent to nine percent. It could be ha- it could happen anytime. So we're just sort of wait. But for custom uh, for companies. Why do we need to pay attention? Although you don't pay, most of the companies don't need to pay the increase in GST. They'll pass straight through to the customers, right? For instance, your goods, from 7 to 9%, you charge your customer more for the 2% GST. But we need to anticipate whether there's any change in customer behavior because of this GST increase. Because for the customer point of view, well, my uh, things are getting more expensive. You know, my mortgage going up, I have to pay more. i have to spend less on something and now you have this gst so for the singapore-based customers the the behavior may change after the gst and also before the gst increase so for example before gst increase people will tend to buy more right that's a psychological thing although the two percent may not mean a lot but it's psychological thing or before prices go up i buy more so companies may want to anticipate that behavior as well right how do i uh, uh, capitalise on this, customers may buy more Should I stock more? Should I do more pro- should I do more promotion before the GST increase? And then after that, the GST increase customer behaviour, if they change then I need to manage my inventories carefully because the, let's say if they buy less I don't want to, for some com- uh, companies that, uh, that have inventory you might want to uh, manage that as well You don't want to be stuck with a lot of goods that will take a long time to sell and at the same time, you need to finance this at the high interest rate cost, right? So, should, so these are the things that I think customer uh, companies and also customers will need to uh, pay attention as well for this year, at least for this year. But over the longer term, I think the opportunities are still there for businesses to expand, especially in Southeast Asia, in ASEAN. I think the market size will continue to grow according to this uh, Google report on the digital economy. Chen? Okay. Sure. Last but not least, do you have any advice to some of the
1: SME or businesses in Southeast Asia?
0: Mm. For uh, for the businesses or, or um, and also for the uh, companies in Southeast Asia, I think definitely the opportunities are there. Definitely the opportunities are there, um, is whether how we are how going to reach out to them, right? So how we reach out to them. So that's the advantage also for these um, uh, companies and businesses operating in these countries. Because when if you diversify your customer base, you will reduce, your you will manage your risk better. For example, if you're a Singapore-based company, you'll be faced with the possibility of uh, changes in the GST that could affect your customer behavior. But if I have a wide base of customers outside Singapore as well, other countries don't have this GST problem, they have other problems, <laughs> I don't have this GST problem, then I manage to kind of diversify my GST risk away from Singapore and to reach out to other parts of Um, uh, Southeast Asia or even other parts of the world so I can manage or diversify my risk in this respect so it can apply to other things as well for example some uh, companies uh, some um, country one country may face uh, let's say um, natural disaster for example natural disaster that could affect business but if I diversify I don't have everything in one country I have other business in other countries as well so I also diversify my risk uh, away All right, so that's uh, one of the things that we need to pay attention to uh, in terms of uh, managing our risk and diversifying our uh, risk. Cool. Thank you so much, Dekin, for your sharing. Thanks for having me here. This is Azana Insider. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you click follow and subscribe so you don't miss our latest insights and expert interviews. Thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care.